0: Welcome to another episode of Pat and John on their best behavior. I'm Pat.
1: And I'm John. (laughs) Sorry, that was really forced today. (laughs) I mean, it's it's where we are. Um, We're we're our most authentic selves. Uh, We bring our our most authentic selves to this podcast every day.
0: But unlike the actors in the movie that we're going to talk about, we're not going to do 99 takes (laughs) of that one.
1: (laughs) That's true. That's true.
0: And today on the podcast, we're joined by a very near and dear friend of mine. He's a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He's an educator. And when mm-hmm. I mean he's an educator, his students actually get something out of his classes, unlike John. <laughs> so his students fly drones and and make films. Other than, And John's students cry because he enjoys The Catcher <laughs> on the Rye.
1: Yeah, and I read them my poetry.
0: Um, he's the producer of... Pat and John fan favorite Nutboys,
1: mm-hmm. and Check it on Instagram.
0: My, he's my my great friend, Rishi Sidharth, Saithi. Welcome, Rishi. Hi, to the Rishi. Podcast. Welcome
1: to the podcast.
2: Thanks, Pat. Thanks, John. Happy to be here. Hi, everyone. To the plethora of fans we have out there.
1: Hell yeah! Happy to join. They
0: they're happy that you're here.
2: I'm happy to be yeah. here.
1: And with with that introduction, you can you can stay. You can stay. Um, yes. Which uh, people, our fans will actually know your voice from the, uh, what was it called? The quarantine, top five quarantine one. Yes, and yeah. Rishi, Rishi, Rishi yeah.
0: called in and, and instead of saying the, the correct uh, yeah. title, he yeah. said self-portrait of a lady on fire, which is very
1: funny.
2: Well, we can issue yeah. a correction right now. I was preparing for the, you know, the social media
1: episode that we're doing. Right. It's a very different movie. That's a very different movie. Um,
0: let's Let's quickly tie up some loose ends from a previous episode. Um, okay. We recorded the Castaway episode and my parlay of the Chiefs and the Packers hadn't hit yet. And the right. reason why I bring this right. up is because Rishi is my gambling uh, DraftKings.com enabler. So uh-huh. that that parlay hit. I haven't touched DraftKings since, but Rishi, did you have any luck this weekend? Have you did you did any bets hit this past week?
2: I didn't know we were going to dive into this at the top. Of the episode talk about but, all, of, um,
1: all of Rishi's vices.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I want that on the record that I'm enabling Pat with uh, Gambling. He may have taken it a little further than I did, and I expected are the uh, you're,
1: you're the Julia Fox to his Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, That's wow. good. Yeah, it I'm makes me feel a little weird, everything. yes. Ass yeah. tattoo and everything. I'm not mad at that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did cover Steelers minus six. So I took the half, barely, so thanks to... Thanks to them for that, and yeah, I want to be back on the top. We can dive real deep into the lines and the parlays on another episode, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, an episode dedicated exclusively to that.
0: Well, I, I just wanted to touch up with the parlays because my parents have started to ask me about sports betting, and sure. that's the only way they would find out, so oh, I just yeah, want Pat, to put their people minds have been, at ease.
1: People know have know been DMing worrying. me on Instagram every single day since it happened, so, I mean, you know, we need to put people at ease and yes. allow them so, to get some sleep. So, that
0: the Chiefs-Packers hit... And I put that money in my piggy bank, and um, I will use that to buy a fifty dollars salad for lunch when I move to LA next year. So sure. um, But today, um, the three of us are here to join to talk about um, what might be the the what might be the the (laughs) best movie of the twenty tens. Yeah, nods. I mean, certainly, I would say so. uh, a, a, a tiny indie filmmaker named Quentin Tarantino said so, right? Um,
1: right. And when has he ever been wrong about anything? And when has <laughs> anything he's ever said or done aged poorly?
0: Well, I can't think of anything. Can you? <laughs> right. Yeah. No. You guys are uh, the no. educators. I'm just the lowly <laughs> <Right>. student. <laughs>
1: right. Um, right. No, this this movie is is one of definitely one of the best of the decade. Uh, It is one of my favorite movies of all time on on Letterboxd. You can find me uh, at John LeMay on Letterboxd. It is in my top four films of all time. And now that we've talked about this movie on the podcast, we will have addressed all four of my favorite films um, one by one. So I feel like I can call it a day after this and I can retire like Babe Ruth.
0: Well, um, we're talking about um, the best movie of the 2010s, which is, of course... um, i'm so sorry i really thought i had a punchline, and i it didn't come <laughs> out i really couldn't think of any of the awful movies made between the 2010s like
1: i maybe, bombed maybe we just sh- then maybe we maybe we should do another 99 takes after all, <laughs> <laughs> <Just do one laughs> all right. picture, well well we're, we're here yeah. to talk
0: about the social network
1: um if
0: you couldn't already guess and uh I guess we'll, we'll do a roundtable right now. First time we saw it, where were we in life, how were mm-hmm. we using
1: the aforementioned Facebook? Right, um, right. Which we should say that we're recording this because just this past week, or within the past two weeks, uh, was the 10-year anniversary yes. uh, of its release. So it's uh, as timely as it, as it can get.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to bring up this congressional hearing that recommended that oh <laughs> facebook and google yeah. and all these companies <laughs> we I mean, also, a
1: monopoly, we, But <laughs> we could we could talk about yeah i mean it's always in the news for terrible terrible reasons so truly there's yeah every single week is a great opportunity to talk about uh, to talk about this movie but that would be a little too like topical and a little too substantial a reason for this podcast it would, oh, re- of course. It would like fair. reflect that we like are civically minded and actually care about things that matter and uh that's just not the brand you know
0: no we, we can't betray our fans Yes, um, exactly.
2: No, that's fair. We wouldn't want to go off-brand, so. <laughs> no. um,
0: and neither does Facebook. Um, <laughs> what, Rishi, when was the first time you saw this? Where were you?
2: Yeah. You know, I. Paint okay, the picture. so paint the picture. It's 2010. It's, you know, I really can't remember if I saw this movie in a theater or not, but I mm. do have the memory of having the Blu-ray. I think this might have been when netflix was still doing the dvds i just mm-hmm. i remember the trailer i remember like the menu on the blu-ray just playing that soundtrack um, <laughs> you sound and like old in... man rishi over here Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's rude <laughs> <laughs> i was definitely in my college like apartment or dorm at the time okay. watching it you know so kind of seeing the you know these other college students in college dorms, maybe being a little more productive than we were at the time. Sure. <laughs> sure. It was kind of Allegedly, being more productive. Uh, <laughs> but like John, this movie is also was um, I do remember putting it as one of my top four when I signed up for Letterboxd, which was many many years ago. I yeah. was I was an early adopter, He's as they a... say in tech, of Letterboxd. I just <laughs> throw that out there, not to be sure, sure, sipster. <laughs> Yeah, and I remember you were the Peter the...
1: Thiel of Letterboxd. Ooh, would oh. not prefer that analogy, actually.
3: Yeah, <laughs> no, Rishi that's canon. A, I Rishi, said it, R- so it's canon.
0: R- R- Rishi has an IV right now, hooked up to some fifteen-year-old <laughs> who's standing in the corner. His skin looks great, though.
3: Yeah, truly.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I think that about sums it up. I mean, was blown away from the first time I saw this movie, and yeah, it was inter- And I hadn't revisited it in a few years, so I did because Pat asked me to be on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And he gave me no material to prepare, of course, no preparation. <laughs> but being the professional that I am, I did do a rewatch to do Patrick Cressopstani?
1: Patrick Cressopstani <laughs> didn't give you <laughs> <laughs> anything to work with?
2: Um, so I rewatched it, and it, it lives up, yeah.
1: So for me, I, I know I didn't see the movie in theaters, but I did see the trailer in theaters. Yes. And, like, I mean, top five trailers of all time. Yes. Hmm. Incredible. Incredible trailer. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with it, um, I would definitely recommend looking it up, uh, the original, like, theatrical trailer. Um, it's uh, It, like, features, like, a, a choral rendition of the song Creep by Radiohead, oh which you can hear more God. about on uh, top 90s albums a couple, from a couple episodes ago. <laughs> um, uh, and, yeah, it's just, it's a perfect trailer. Uh, unfortunately, it did start the tendency. I don't know if it started it, but it was, like, one of the ones that I remember of, like, the first in a long line of trailers that features, like, weird renditions or covers of yeah, like pop Choral. songs. Co- yeah. yeah, which is, is an insufferable um, practice. But it was really cool at the time. Um, so, yeah, I remember seeing it and being like, wow, like, it's a movie about Facebook. Like, how interesting or how good could this possibly be? And then it came out, and uh, I saw it I saw it when it was out of theaters. But, yeah, I just, I loved it. I would say it's like one of like the first movies I remember seeing where I was like, oh yeah, like I know right now that this is like an incredible movie, um, and mm. that it's like really well written and like well constructed, and I just like knew that could tell that the cinematography was really great, and the performances were great, and the screenplay was great, um, and yeah, it has just like remained one of my favorite movies of like the movies that I would cite as like my top ten movies of all time. I would say it's probably the one that has like inhabited its spot for the longest so yeah
0: well for some reason i saw it the first day it came out obviously i'm a true fan (laughs) um (laughs) wow and i i distinctly remember never watching a trailer before i saw it Mm. i had no idea what it was about honestly
1: you didn't even Um, know it was about
0: facebook I, well no so the previous sunday in the
1: new york times arts and leisure section um oh god <laughs> <laughs> it came to the house well, i'm and I i'm taking i don't know about the listener but i'm taking a drink right now <laughs>
0: um and there was this crazy article about the how fincher shot the bars the intro breakup scene
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they talked about the takes and they talked about the lighting of the bar and and I was like, "Huh, mm-hmm. this is weird." So I went into the the movie totally blind and I was to- and I was so blown away and mm-hmm. it was one of those movies and I I felt this the on Saturday when I was watching it. It's one of those movies that if you're a person involved in any kind of creative field, you mm-hmm. want to make something after it. Yeah. And that's yeah. not not just because the movie is great, but the movie is such an interesting picture of what it's like to build a thing. Right. And I can't relate. Obviously, I don't have the <laughs> – I mean, <laughs> listeners will know I, I, <laughs> I cannot do anything computer-related. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: So I can't relate to that. Hey, but I... listen, you hit you hit record on GarageBand for the sake of this of this podcast, and like, yeah. you know, that's more than a lot of people can say, Pat. So don't you know? Don't hide your, don't hide your light under a bushel.
0: Well, thank you, John. I mean, I still don't know what an Oxford comma is, but I appreciate that. <laughs> um, and uh, it's just a movie that just gets me fired up about like making stuff. Yeah, you know, and and I think if you know anything about the the history of this movie, is that it all happened very quickly. Like mm-hmm. Aaron Sorkin wrote the script super quick, and it went in right. production almost immediately. And you right. get that, and I think that. Well, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll slow down.
1: Well, I'll, I'll just it got say me kind pumped of go... up
0: about college, though. I will say that. <laughs> I mean, I was a senior in high school, and I was like, "Oh boy, 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 boy! I'm going to join a club."
1: <laughs> yeah, boy, oh, boy, were you ever let down when you went to Skidmore <laughs> College in Saratoga Springs, New York? <laughs> um uh, yeah um oh, good choice on that don't end. say
0: that publicly john
1: yes go on sorry sorry we love skid uh hashtag ctm creative thought matters um it's good for life uh but i i would just say that i i remember being really drawn to the movie because it was like one of those experiences um for me where like i don't know i just i saw like how something so seemingly like mundane can have like a grandness to it like i actually remember because th- like obviously i've always been like super into like literature and stuff like that um and i remember having this thought on my own which it's it's a it's not an interesting take at all because like a million people have said this but i remember like watching this and being like oh this is like this is like a shakespearean like greek tragedy like it fits that mold and i remember being like I don't know, for, like, whatever, 17-year-old John LeMay, like, that was really cool, and, like, it just allowed me to, like, look at a story and be like, oh, yeah, like, at the end of the day, this is the same story as, like, something like King Lear, or I probably hadn't read King Lear, but Hamlet or whatever, (laughs) Um, and I was, like, very excited by that, and it, like, expanded like my understanding of like stories and like the i don't know just like what motivates different characters and kind of like the the yeah
0: i love that like that was john's the john's (laughs) references when he saw the movie when he was that age and my references were like oh my god trent reznor i love nine (laughs) right right well i want to talk
2: about this the soundtrack is incredible i mean oh yeah (laughs) it is is incredible yeah i think that's a fair reference Yeah. John were you a big Sorkin or Fincher fan before this movie because I think what you just said I mean that's what I think is incredible about this movie it's really a movie about clicking on computer screens and really it's ultimately a movie about people sitting in depositions with lawyers and talking which yeah. is not right. very hard to make visually and cinematically interesting right. but um, like Pat said this movie just flies like you start watching it and it just it moves yeah. and I think that's Sorkin's dialogue and it's yeah. the fact that Fincher is just an insane craftsman at making yeah these scenes of people in rooms somehow cinematic and that's something he's you know yeah. still doing on mindhunter now
1: like this yeah the structure of it like the frame narrative aspect of it i mean i watched it on saturday night and i had i've seen it like i don't know how many times but like well over like 10 times and i was still like surprised by like when we would be like in the scenes where like it was you know being found and then we were like back at the deposition and we would be back at like another deposition and the fact that it's like still so fresh i think is a testament to how well it works um to answer your question i did not know anything about david fincher nor did i know anything about Aaron sorkin Mm -hmm. i had seen seven i think i saw fight club maybe after it had after social network had come out Um, but i didn't know that like i just wasn't really thinking about like directors at that time nor was not really thinking about like screenplay like at least no one besides like you know peter jackson or whatever so i just wasn't really in that mindset um, but i had like no expectations of what to expect i was just like oh like how could they possibly make a movie about facebook and like social media particularly interesting it also helped and i'll shut up in a second it also helps that like from day one that like i've been like an extremely online person mm-hmm. uh like i've just like Back when I was homeschooled, I was like super involved with like, like message boards, like music message boards. I was like a very early adopter of like Twitter and like Facebook, um, like as soon as you didn't have to like be in college anymore. So it resonated with me for that reason, because I remained or I I was the insufferable, you know, online person that I am to this day. As, yeah, John Pat, John as Pat just... can attest to, by by the million, you know, tweets that I share with him uh, <laughs> while he's in yeah. class, and I'm just sitting J- in my room.
0: Yeah, John just explained why 2016 happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> well, that's what I wanted. I
2: was I didn't know if we were going to talk about that, but yeah, I'm curious, yeah. curious this movie's take on that. Then I don't know if we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but you know, watching it now, even at the time, it felt like relevant, like that it might go on to be, like, such a culture important movie, but, I mean, it's pretty prescient about basically the last decade of being very online, So, of, right. kind of the origins right. of that. So what are your thoughts on that as someone still very online, still a big fan of the movie, and, um, like, what do you think the movie's stance on, you know, social media <laughs> technology well, and everything is? I,
1: <laughs> it doesn't... I don't think it has one because it just couldn't even fathom the possibility that it could have anything, like, any larger... I don't know, impact on society than beyond just like our everyday, like mundane human interactions. Like at the end of the day, like even though it's not grounded in reality, the reality of the situation, like it's essentially a movie about like that, like a guy, you know, was heartbroken or like was hurt by a girl. And he just like, that's what fueled him to create like this media empire. And like, there's no real entertainment that I could even like move beyond just something of that scope. Um, and I think that's what makes it so, like... But it is still, like, quietly prescient, like, in certain ways. Um, but I I don't think that Aaron Sorkin or David Fincher could ever be like, oh, yeah, like, I had any... There was, any, like, any entertainment or the possibility that it could, like, have some larger resonance because it just moved so quickly, like, pretty much, like, within a couple of years of the movie coming out. Um, mm. And it just, like, infiltrated every aspect of our life. And that's what I think makes it so fascinating as a story um and as a movie just that it's taking on such like significance but it also at the time worked really well for me as just like watching it like as a someone who's fairly prone to being like super sad because of a girl or something like that. I was like, oh yeah, like this was all like what fueled, <laughs> this is what fueled. Uh, this is hat.
0: why, we... this is why John has had <laughs> an MFA program. So thank yeah, you ladies. That's true.
1: <laughs> though to be fair, your letterbox review said something pretty similar. Oh so... no, just read it. Yeah. Just read it. <laughs> can that be a side I don't Read That's
2: letterbox reviews on air.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to, I need to. You can pull it up. Uh, yeah. I think
2: it's interesting to hear you say that though. I think that's why this movie works so well though. Mm. Cause like, Because there's so many layers to it, like you really connect it just to that emotional crux and framing of the movie. Um, And I've been talking to other people like Patch mentioned earlier. I think there's also an element of this movie which is just inspiring about watching people work and watching people and process. And I think that's something that's in most of Aaron Sorkin's work um, and processes a lot in David Fincher's work. And I also think it works in that third level because I do think Aaron Sorkin has very strong opinions about... Um, social media and tech and blogging mm, and all that. and yeah, I, So I do think you put sure. a strong slant on that. But I think why the movie works is, is that all those layers are there and you can appreciate it on all the levels. Mm, and I think you can right. also appreciate the fact that this movie was like prescient about some of the toxicity, you know, maybe yes. involved in the origins of tech, but sure. at the same time, you know, you can still admire the innovation and the entrepreneurship yeah. right. um, that we see taking place. And oh, just, for sure.
0: And the pettiness of it all. Oh, yeah. Like, right, right. That's, that's the interest is like, it starts at such a base level. It's like, they're literally raiding women, right? It's the, the, the origins are so base and primal, like, and just, it's just like a, a bubbling cauldron of like, just like gross dude stuff. And now it's like, yes, John, what about gross (laughs) dude
1: stuff? (laughs) No, 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 finish your (laughs) thought, finish your thought. And then I'll, and then I'll, then I'll, I'll say what I want to say.
0: No, but I, I mean, I, I still think, I mean, from, from what I know is that Silicon Valley is still like a boys club. And right. if you look at any of these like big tech entrepreneurs, I'm sure there is a lot of their success has to do with bullying <laughs> and oh, not being sure. tough and, sure. and per coming off as tough. Um, it's right. an interesting movie about. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is it's also a really interesting movie about masculinity. Yeah,
2: definitely.
0: Right, um, right. I think, you know, Rish, uh, we were talking about um, the last scene where um, Eduardo goes to take a swing at Justin Timberlake. And yeah, Justin yeah. Timberlake, who's been like, kind of like the man all movie, right. you know, the flashy guy, the guy with the Victoria's Secret model girlfriend, and he buys all the drinks and stuff. And he not just like ducks but he cowers and ducks, yeah, right right and um yeah it's just like at the end of the day like it's such it's a piss it's a pissing contest and the stakes could not be higher it's a pissing contest and they're yeah. like give me 600 million i'm owed 600 right. million
1: right he i was gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say now he he cowered and jumped away like pat when he walks by uh, a jar of uh, <laughs> mr planters in the oh, grocery store that's, this guy <laughs> that's a this guy, that, that's, this guy. Personal. that's rude because especially when he, the, he has he has an EpiPen pen well. in the film okay <laughs> how did you feel yeah, about, that, right? that's true yeah that's true that's that's the real yeah, reason why i connected old, the, with the old this.
0: school that's the old school brand that's yeah. the old school brand
1: yeah yeah um, sorry, I'm sorry to all of the people afflicted with peanut allergies. Not Pat, but all the other people. <laughs> the other people. Um, uh, well, I, I want to. I do want to say more about this, but j- this is Pat's letterbox review. Mm-hmm. You you have the option to rate it, which Pat never does. He just hearts it. Um, sweet. uh, yeah, uh, c- a coward. Um, he said, and I quote, "I became an actor because my high school girlfriend dumped me, so I get it." It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> and there you have it ladies and gentlemen um but no but yes but i i yes to everything that patch has said like and that's part of the reason why i related to the movie so much when i first came out and like did for a couple years after that was because i was like just not really able to interrogate that aspect of the movie because it yes it does in some way it is like an a, indictment against like a certain type of like masculinity and like a masculine culture um even though like it wasn't quite as fully formed as we know it to be now But it is also, like, very, like, male-centric in that aspect. And, like, Mm -hmm. I definitely... Part of the reason why I related to to it so much is partially, like, also an indictment on me and just, like, my, like, short-sightedness about, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't know, all of those different issues. Um, But also, like, the movie definitely, like, makes that case. Like, it makes the case that, like, he started this because, like, he was made to be feel sad and small by a girl which like he obviously made her feel terrible so it's not as if he gets off (laughs) scot free but i think that's part of like what is going on with the movie so i just want to make it clear that like i acknowledge that my connection to the movie at the time is very much um you know tied in a very limited world view which do you you view did you do you view the
2: characters differently like watching it now with Hmm. distance like like is it like? How did you view? Like, yeah. did you relate more to him ten years ago, and now do you view him in a more negative light? Oh, yeah, at least absolutely. a portrayal of the character in the yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. Well, yes, that's interesting. I, yeah. Yes, the, the the answer is yes, but I I've like talked way too much, so I actually I want to throw this question back to the two of you. That's what I would do as a teacher if I didn't uh, want to answer um, a question <laughs> <laughs> if I was dominating the conversation. Uh,
0: because and because I'm the substitute gym teacher in this class, I will steal yeah. the question and answer first. Right. I think. How I, would I look at the characters now, you know, spending four years at a college and then five years, quote unquote, in the real world is the division of labor <laughs> mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and the concept of who is taking credit for what.
2: Sure. that's.
3: Yeah. And
0: I know Rishi and I have worked on a couple independent film projects with each other and separately and. Mm hmm. That's a huge thing <laughs> it's a huge thing yeah. like uh, intellectual property um, mm-hmm. even if the stakes are low it super super important and yeah I felt really like fired up watching Eduardo and yeah. I was like he's really like pushed to the side mm-hmm. and he. It's an abusive relationship between he, him, and and Zuck. Yeah, like Zuck, like totally. can't give him anything, and when he does, it always comes with like, like what's that caveat?
2: I, like, like he makes the little like, yeah. like when comment. when they, when he
0: goes to the um
1: the like Caribbean party, yeah, he like makes a yeah. yeah. quit. Sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, Andrew, um, Eduardo raises the possibility that he got into. That he was like he was selected to potentially be a part of the finals club which is essentially a fraternity and was like yeah like i i you know i was selected or i might make it but it's probably a diversity thing and then later on after you know mark introduces this great idea that he has and eduardo was like yes i want to do this like you're yeah. my friend like i'm so supportive of you as he's walking away mark zuckerberg is like yeah you're right it probably was a <laughs> yeah. diversity thing thanks bud <laughs> Good for yeah. love you too, which, but but at the same time, it's like, yes, I also view that, and I'm like, yes, he's obviously so in the wrong, but also, like, he's obviously so insecure, like, he's such yeah. an insecure yeah. person, and yeah. like, is made to feel small. Which I also like that, doesn't age particularly well because, like, I have a much more nuanced, you know, view of like things like privilege, and it's like, yes, like, Mark is a nerd, like girls don't like him yada 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 but also like he like graduated from phillips exeter academy and like went to harvard and like i don't think we're ever meant to view him as like being you know like not having maybe he doesn't have the same level of privilege as some people at harvard but he's still like doing okay so it's just sure. hard to yeah. kind of take it you know especially i mean because i think I'm they like,
2: definitely implied his sort of or at least the implied yeah his class sort of angst with him and the, and the twins yeah, and that kind of right. stuff but like you said I think I mean they give Rooney Mars character like the girlfriend who dumps him yeah, kind of basically she explicit like all these things that maybe you know like you were saying for some viewers maybe you see more on the second viewing like years later but you know yeah. she kind of says all those things like mark like people aren't going to not like you because you're there yeah. because you're an asshole right yeah and right. i don't know if what you guys think about like the accuracy of like all, you know i'm sure like i know like zuckerberg and stuff is probably well, pushed well. back against <laughs> some. and like sure. and that character was created for the film so mm, right but i'm wondering if that even like, oh you mean rooney mara's character yeah she was yeah. created for the for the film but at the same time it's like how much of the i mean it matters obviously to the direct persons involved but you know as creative as yourselves and like you know does that matter mm. to you guys? Or, I mean, I think the filmmakers, the writers, director, you know, they were getting that, you know, they would say they're getting that, you know, sort of a deeper truth just mm. through the, which I think they are like, you know, John, you're saying like the sort of toxicity that's at the root of these media things that now sort of rule right. our lives. Like it's kind of important to maybe examine. Mm. To the base. So yeah. Right. Sorry. Go ahead, John. What were you saying?
1: No, I, I think I totally like, I like that aspect of it because I think it, yeah. it even though it doesn't get at like, okay, don't Pat, please don't throw yourself out of a window but in the in the book oh, no. the things they carried by tim o'brien oh, uh, he talks about he talks Reddit. about this idea of story truth versus happening truth and i can't remember which is which but there's essentially like story truth is is the stuff that actually literally happened and then the other type of truth i think it's the happening truth uh is like the stuff that gets at like the larger truth of the situation and conveys mm-hmm. the larger truths of the situation and i think that's kind of like what that character and some of the things that happen in this movie kind of get at because like is it was mark zuckerberg fueled to start this you know website because he was bummed out that a girl didn't like him no i guess not but like that is still something that fuels a lot of people and i think probably does fuel a lot of like these types of like ventures that have come to be like the dominating Mm -hmm. thing in our world like yeah like a lot of these guys who like start these companies like are total nerds and are total dorks and they just like had the right combination of intelligence and luck and skill to like start these companies and like there probably is some level of like i don't know they probably never forget that like the reason why like jack from twitter or like mark doesn't do anything to like stop you know, like, the rampant, like, misogyny and racism that exists in certain corners of their websites Mm -hmm. is because they probably totally understand what it's like to be a user of something like 4chan or whatever and just being, like, a total, like, basement attic dweller because they they understand those communities. So, like, why are they really going to, like, ramp those in because they're just, like, at the end of the day, just like one of them?
0: I think, speaking to that, like, basement 4chan, 8chan thing, the blog that mark writes mm-hmm. after the mm-hmm. breakup that mm-hmm. like really that part to me was one of the most devastating things like age-wise like oh, yeah yeah that, yeah. that was like some, some, some totally total like elliot roberts shit like yeah. right i'm right. gonna i'm well, gonna women and, are nothing i'm gonna get back at them like
1: yeah and Rudy mara who has like all of the best lines in this movie even though she's not yeah. in it yeah, for very, very it. long but she says like she says in the middle it's it's the halfway point in the film Like, she's like she starts the film she's in the middle of the film and she is in a sense ends the film and the halfway point in the film she says to him like you write your snide bullshit from a dark room like at a computer because that's what the angry do nowadays and like and that, that has yes. <laughs>
2: aged like continue to age yes. as we see with the in the new twitter and I think that's definitely yeah. Aaron Sorkin writing directly at you know what he considered internet trolls and sure those right we can see how that's yeah. maybe multiplied and affected which, yeah, our democracy which
1: in the <laughs> yeah absolutely and yeah like he had a he and yeah props to him like he had a sense of what role they played in 2009 2010 but yeah it's it's just yeah. i think by kind of luck it has become even more more prescient uh, I think
2: I so one of the things I was in quarantine was watching a lot of uh, the West Wing as a as a mm, rewatch so yes. I've been having a lot of Sorkin content. <laughs>
1: sure. Um, yeah.
2: So you kind of notice some of his uh, ticks there's even like some lines he's like reuses like <laughs> I think there's a line where Mark or Sean Parker's like welcome to the NFL and that's something he's used in like multiple of his <laughs> yes. uh, of his shows. Yes. So he has his little ticks but um yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it just works. It's the perfect combination of screenwriter and director, which is, you know, like, I'm, yeah. critics probably said this 10 years ago, so it's not anything new, but that he can write those scenes of just people sure. working and, like, dialogue, and it just moves, and then Fincher yes. knows how to, he just knows how to shoot it somehow, and...
1: Yeah, you know, it's a really it, great combination. Make it thrilling,
2: like you're just, like Pat said, like, it's inspiring, you're like, oh, I want to go to college, oh, I want to make a, I want to, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's also about the creative process, like, Pat's yeah. like, whether it's an artistic process, a business process, a technological yeah. process, it's... Like, I just yeah. love
0: shit. That they're just like, he's like, obviously, the algorithm is gross. Like, they're rating women, but just like writing it on the wall and stuff. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's how yeah. it's, it's shot like that. I yeah. think that's what
2: I mean. The movie has so many layers because you're just Oof. like, that's just thrilling, and you're like, they get like, that's that's in cat, you know, you're just yeah. enthralled by it. Mm-hmm. And then you also think about yeah that's pretty bad that that's like what's at the base of something that rules all our lives yeah. right now so right. the movie works but on I mean, so many levels that being
1: <laughs> said while that was happening like while uh face Mash was happening like while that scene was was taking place like i couldn't help but think about like tinder and like dating apps yes right i was like, I was yeah. exa- I was like Naps, this was like
2: yeah. <laughs> swiping exactly yeah. It's, yeah
0: yeah like at the end and of now, the day people like, yeah. really and i was on, on tinder while watching this movie so <laughs> oh
1: wow <laughs> as well you should be (laughs) which yeah there's a lot we could do with that um but yeah i mean it's it it is pretty wild yeah just so much that like the movie got at and just like what this well i mean i think that actually did happen so like just so much of like what mark zuckerberg did and what he had the impulse to do that ultimately got at like what people want to do and would end up doing and we would spend the majority of our time doing especially you know it's
0: i remember Watching the movie in 2010 and watch looking at the layout of Facebook, like and and the yeah, layout wow. was old in 2010. Yeah. and yeah. now so watching it, it's like it's like it's like reading a, f- a fucking paperback now and going to uh, Trinity and looking at the Book of Kells, <laughs> like oh sorry John, <laughs> Trinity is in <laughs> Ireland. Yeah,
2: sorry what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just I just got a little got a little drowsy got a little drowsy right there. <laughs> we we left the United States, so I have no interest anymore. Um,
2: so you you two now doing the rowing scene, I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes. Yeah. You might say that. Uh, you might say that. Um, oh, there was something else I wanted to say, and I totally forget. Oh, yeah. I mean, in terms of like where your allegiances change. I mean, like now I totally like sympathize more with like the Winklevoss twins or the Winklevi, as they refer to in the movie. Maybe just because it's Army this Hammer, guy, who is this guy?
0: He spends all his <laughs> time on on leftist Twitter, rolling,
1: roiling,
4: roi, roi,
0: roiling, about rich how, rich how rich the Dems don't care rich. about working class people. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh, uh, Winklevosses, um, I would love to <laughs> come Look, to your your house." That's Look, interesting. I don't think I,
2: they're portrayed that. I think Eduardo is portrayed the most sympathetic. Oh as yeah. as yes, abso- yes, absolutely. But like, yeah. you know, Ray but Mar we are
1: something. we are meant to see the Winklevosses as, like, the closest thing we have to, like, an antagonist, right? Like, they are seen as, like, much better in a lot of aspects. (laughs) Like, they have the power, like, they're these athletes, they're super conventionally attractive. And, yeah, like, I think we are kind of meant to believe that Mark Zuckerberg does have some grounds for, like, kind of taking their idea and running with it. Like, right, he has that line that's like, anyone who's ever invented a, or has made a chair doesn't owe something to the first person who ever made a chair. Like, I think we are yeah, kind of meant but... to sympathize with him to some degree, but like now it's just hard to do that because, you know, Mark Zuckerberg is one of the most powerful people in the world. And like the Winkle Vosses venture didn't end up going anywhere although i guess they're behind Bitcoin. they're fine are they the Bitcoin they got guys? a lot of them. yeah yeah. Yeah, john, yeah yeah john's like yeah, i'm not john, worried about that
0: yeah john you can venmo them uh, five <laughs> yeah. bucks for their birthday i'm um, sure they need it. i'm sure they'll get I stimulus will. checks too but i think that's why this, again like
2: coming back to this point like the movie both like you know i think it still like glorifies and exemplifies like zuckerberg and the team's like qualities of coming up like you said like the line about you know he didn't steal their ideas unless that he had a better one and yeah he was right. maybe nefarious in the dealings with it so mm-hmm. it, it doesn't portray him in a good light from his character but it does portray his like intelligence in a bright light but it also you know portrays yeah like we talked about some of the toxicity you know, I, you know stuff. who i picked up as the villain this time is that J- justin timberlake
0: <laughs> no 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 um
2: <laughs>
1: it's a song uh, no, I.
0: You know I love her. That's enough for
1: me. Yeah, you, and she and she um, and she is done star? so dirty in this movie. She's done so dirty in this yes. movie, as yeah, are trail, like most of the yes, women. The, <laughs> she, yeah. yeah, I I I will say that I think Harvard is the villain.
2: It's
0: because yeah. it's this yeah. place that like it's kind of like everyone involved becomes crazy, like yeah, fi- totally. It's they're yeah. all obsessed with class. Uh, they're all obsessed with titles and bureaucracy and getting back at each other and you know they're all they're all under this like veneer of
2: social like, status, social
0: and, status, yeah. and you know American like not American but like educational well, superiority. It's, it's
2: the American elite sort yeah. of society, but I think in that sense, certainly, like I mean, I think that's where still watching it, you kind of. Are supposed to, and you do root for you know tech and hacking. Is this more democratic, you know, punk right. like anti-establishment sure. set? And like you know, and you can still say it was, or that's what it aspired to be. But that's what's interesting. Like so looking back ten years later, mm. you know, it has become right. its own establishment that you know has the same obsessions with social status and yeah. class, and our sort of narcissism of all being online and obsessed right. with it. So yeah, I think right. That's and so, like really-
1: yes, and they they have that meeting with Larry Summers, who was like the Treasury Secretary under yeah. I think the first Bush administration, who is also, I might add, uh, an advisor to the Biden campaign. But I'll just leave that for what it is. And Could you
0: just, advisor? like, <laughs> yeah. sense the venom from that some, sentence?
1: Uh, <laughs> like, oh, Look, my goodness. <laughs> I've been doing pretty well uh, at this point in the podcast. So I'm, I'm allowed to just let it let it come through. Um, That's why you're yeah, Team like, Voss yes yeah essentially yeah because Peter they Thiel, had a meeting with the where the Larry yeah. Summers Twins,
2: like so I think that's what yeah. that's our takeaway of John's political allegiances from this podcast is that
1: that's true yeah sign <laughs> me up sign to the, me up the
2: Peter Thiel super PAC uh today. oh one <laughs> thought will. just I wanted to follow just I had one little I, I did do some I did some of my own research I uh, reached out to some, some people talking about Pat's you know portrayal of Harvard as the villain that's interesting um so I reached out to my friend we'll, we'll give her a little shout out uh, Kelly, you know, she attended another prestigious Boston era institution. So I just asked her for her take on the portrayal of, you know, the sort of social scene mm. around mm-hmm. that. And, you know, Mark Zuckerberg has a line where he's like, you know, being condescending to Rooney Mars' character, but oh, you go to BU, you don't need to study. And so I, re- I just you know I reach out to some people and they're like no the take on Harvard is you know it's all great inflation it's really easy to get A's there so Ooh. no shots this is just uh, you know sorry to put sure my friend on blast but yeah I, you heard it here folks yeah heard we heard it here, it here. Um, so I think I think Pat might be right I think the the Harvard Ivy League elite are are the real villain of this movie and but the the dirty secret is like ten years later it's that. The protagonist of this movie
1: also ended up being the villain. So.
2: right right right
3: yeah.
1: well pat actually never mind what oh. i didn't apply to harvard <laughs> yeah never mind yeah, <laughs> there was never no mind. bitterness
3: there
2: coming from there
1: <laughs> oh, well pat thinks this. that pat thinks that harvard is uh the villain because he thinks that they uh discriminate against white people so that that's Ooh. exact yes that's exactly right <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> And that's canon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll edit that out. <laughs> it's
2: tough when people can't read Tone on a podcast. It's tough. It's tough. Know, it's tough. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah
1: this no is much. just a rare case where I do feel the need to say that that is a joke, ladies and gentlemen. That is yes, a joke. Yes, 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 yes. was a court case, you guys can look it up. Though <laughs> <laughs> he is wearing a scally cap right now, so the uh, jury's still out. He's, he's very, a handsome very trendy in
2: grad student when I walked in yeah. here. I was like the, the, the
0: only Boston I that, The against. only Boston I relate to is the Boston of the Town. Another great <laughs> right. 2010s
1: movie. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's really all you need. That's all you need to capture the twenty tens and everything that went on I'm... during them is the town and the social network.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, we, we referenced it earlier, but the opening scene is like also along with the trailer, like top five for me. It's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and the, it's just the, two people.
2: It's just like shot for shot. Another few yeah. people talking in a bar, and yeah. you're like, "I'm
1: hooked." Yeah, yeah. You want it, Pat? You want to hear another thing that is gonna just make you hate everything about? Did you do this, this in really an acting existed? class? I didn't, but I assigned this in my creative writing class oh. during my unit on dialogue. I assign it in conjunction with Ernest Hemingway's short story, Hills Like White Elephants. And it's all about dialogue and like what it looks like to construct a piece of, or a scene in which like people are kind of going in and out of like talking to one another and listening to one another. And sort of like what happens in those moments when like they're not listening to one another. So what I do is I print out this, I, I copy and paste the screenplay into a document and I take out all of like the, stage directions or like the whatever the term is and i just have like the dialogue and i just have them like listen and identify like the moments when they're like actually talking about the subject at hand versus like pivot and then we Mm. talk about like why that's effective
2: John, that's a really good idea. I do want to know that Pat took a drink. I don't know if that was because he was thirsty or for some sort of. Every time John talks about teaching <laughs> was, Dick to uh, drink, yeah. but I, I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. It's
1: it's just that Pat wants to he wants to get as drunk as possible while I'm talking about this, so he can't <laughs> remember it. Uh, yeah. yeah, he never
2: listens to the playback. Well, I think, I, John. Yeah. I
0: think any time that you give the kid, the youth of America, a little bit of cinema, I think that's good you could be like oh um it's edited as quickly as a tiktok it'll go by super <laughs> <Right>. quick <laughs> yeah yeah yep
1: that's that's how it goes that's how it goes um yeah but i just i love that scene and she also has another Rumi mara has another great uh piece of dialogue where she says you're gonna go through life thinking that girls don't yeah. like you because you're a nerd and i just want to let you know from the bottom of my heart that that won't be true it'll be because you're an asshole
2: Felt it, yeah, yeah well, and like you said, kind yeah, of scarily, well. like they met. And then fi- and then Fincher yeah. would
1: be like again.
2: Yeah, yeah should we talk about Fincher more? Did should, they do a lot of? I think I, I think it like might be
0: okay. I think it might be okay to talk about Fincher in real life. Um, yes, yeah, is that, which is that permissible. I think we can. Yeah, yeah. So, can, I, can I say that Pat has hand experience
1: to this? Podcast. I'll go first.
0: I'll go first, and yeah. then and then Rishi rishi has a little more intimate knowledge.
1: um Oh, I didn't know that. Sure. I. uh
0: so Mind Hunter, which is the David Fincher television show, was the first uh, TV show that I ever had auditioned for. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to go into like the whole thing. But I will say that it was the first audition that I got from a casting director where the, there this was a line in the email. You have to know your lines for David. He <laughs> insists on it. Typically when you go in for an audition If you fuck up That's like okay And the casting right. director will go along with it But she made sure And you had to reply to this email Saying you consent
1: And you will memorize <laughs> all of your lines yeah. So, Which is also partially a deal breaker for Pat Because he doesn't like responding to uh, <laughs> yeah, emails which is, I, I don't like memorizing <laughs> I don't like responding
0: I hate emails um, But yeah I gave him a walkie talkie On Mindhunter so I also worked as a production assistant, and I gave him a walkie-talkie. This is when we were doing plates unit oh, um, yes. in Homestead, yes. and I walked up to him, and uh, he turned to me, and a montage of all of his movies played in front of my eyes. I yeah. saw shirtless Brad Pitt. I saw. Sure. I saw The Social Network. I saw. Um, uh, I saw Ben Affleck. I saw uh, fucking Gyllenhaal, and I was like. Uh, can can, can I have your walkie, please? <laughs> and I took it and I gave him batteries and I gave it back. Um, yeah. So And how much did he tip you? Uh, he tipped me a $1,000 and followed me on Instagram.
1: So, yeah.
2: Do you think David Venture has a has a Finsta account?
1: <laughs> oh that'd be amazing if he had a Finsta It would be It would be. Uh, Rishi, what's your what's your what's your tea oh, that you got to
2: spill? Oh. Sorry, what was the question?
1: What tea do you have to spill?
2: Oh, I don't have any tea. I mean, my, again, my only tangential connection to I mean, Horvath's Pockets was I also, you know, uh, was a production assistant on Mine Hunter, So, you know, very indirectly had some contact or observation of Fincher on set. People were scared. Um, mm-hmm.
1: People
0: walked
2: around. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would say scared. I mean, Haydn compared to other sets. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's tense. But at the same time. Um, he
0: fired that person on set one day.
2: Yeah, that may or may not have happened. Yeah, uh, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly.
1: But uh, no, I'll but have, I mean, I'll have you guys did, consult your NDA your NDA. Yeah, we have on to NDAs about that. <laughs> well, but, Netflix canceled it, so it doesn't matter. Oh, so no, did they really? I didn't yeah.
2: even realize that. Um, no, but I mean, you know, it was amazing to see him work, even from you know just being a production assistant. Yeah. And uh, you know, I gave him a coffee once. He uh, you know, he, he acknowledged me once. He gave me a nod. He gave me a salute. Uh, that 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 was. That was really nice. So nice of him. And, yeah, I mean, he's known to be really intense, but at the same time his crew really likes him. Um, sure. He's hands-on. Yeah, like, there's he's a lot like, of takes. I mean, he's, very, he's not, like, disrespectful or, like, unperf—like He's very professional. Sure. Yeah. People are, like me, I think, scared and intimidated. He has a reputation for, you know, like Pat said, being really strict and no nonsense. Um, sure. But, basically, they are really long days. Yeah. The people he works with, like, they work with him, like, again and again, yeah. so I think they do like him. Right. But it's also, I think, for the actors... the crew it's pretty intense i I think
0: it's pretty impressive when he's when at at like lunch when he's sitting down with the director and he's going over the blocking with the director like he's getting his hands in. like he's he's not i mean yes he is bankrolling the show and it has his name on it but like you know that's that's awesome like that's you can you can definitely see like the young kid in him that still like loves to make loves the craft like you know
2: he, so like he'll just shoot little airplane scenes or little people walking in sitting down so many times and like you see that on social We're also just like little scenes of someone just like he just jibs up with the So i'm like he probably did right. that take so many times yeah. because <laughs> you know he can just see something like and i think a lot of other directors and amateur i just try to like copy this kind of thing and it doesn't really mm. you know it only works for him because he's got uh you know or certain directors who have that you know you have Clint Eastwood, he's like, one take, let's go to lunch, yeah. um, which works <laughs> right. or doesn't work. Right. <laughs> but Fincher's just got this, he's got this particular vision and, you know, he executes it. Yeah.
1: No. Look, all that's to say, David, we love your work. Uh, Please come on the podcast. Come on the pod, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we can't, you can't, we can't do next week, maybe the week after that. Otherwise, we'll have to, we'll have to, you know, move you to next year, but we'll, we'll make it work somehow.
0: You can to kill back? John too, David. You can <laughs> feel free to be... <laughs> feel free to do him like you did to the
1: people in Zodiac. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, you won't be the first. Um, let's talk a little bit about. So this movie is actually kind of polarizing. Like there are some people really? who really mm. think this movie is quite dumb and hasn't aged particularly well. Not thematically speaking, <laughs> but like I don't know, just like they think that like you have all of, like your Aaron. Sorkinisms still mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of manifesting themselves um and there are like some sort of cringy aspects to it do you guys have any thoughts on that well they it will wait till they see the newsroom if they're worried about yeah, Aaron sorkin, right, sorkin yeah. cringes right. <laughs> well yeah that's that's because i think that for a while people didn't think that it, it it was just like so grounded in like a different world than what Aaron sorkin usually inhabits like it is pretty I mean, because of David Fincher, it is, like, a pretty cynical movie. Like, it doesn't have, like, mm. Aaron Sorkin's, like, you know, I like the West Wing, but it is also, like, you know, it's very grand and it adheres to certain, like, it's very, like, self, it's self-righteous. it's self Like, Aaron Sorkin is an incredibly oh. self-righteous screenwriter. Yeah, like I said, I have um, been
2: doing a West Wing rewatch just because I needed a uh, break from our reality and modern politics. Right. And, I mean, <laughs> right, for sure, it's right. it's fantastical. It's optimistic yeah. and... Yeah. Uh, self-righteous and I think I mean I'm a fan like you know I watch it again and I was yeah. like yeah this is definitely it has all and you can see some of those elements in you know the West Wing I haven't actually dived into the newsroom so mm. um, I think that probably just comes down on your mileage on you know I think you know yeah. again with the West Wing you return to it I was like I know it's there but it's like it works for me it's yeah. the escape I needed and I think okay. in the social network those ticks are probably still there so if you're not a Sorkin fan it probably bothers people um i think it still works like you said fincher because i think that's where the sort of the elements of like people at work people creating something like that's sorkin like writing that and then fincher brings this sort of like you said cynicism to it and maybe the um i mean just the way the colors the way he shoots it the way he shoots him walking through campus after that first scene and the credits like and the score in the trailer it's like it's supposed to be just a movie about a you know computer side majors like walking around campus and coding the dorms it's so ominous. it's like it's like a thriller it's like a horror movie and i think that's fincher and Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross and the score and everything.
1: Yeah, and I think I think it works well. I, I kind of stumbled upon this because I I do think about that sometimes. There are definitely some moments during the movie, even though it is one of my favorites of all time, that like feel kind of like missteps and feel like a little like eye roll inducing. But I I think that it works. Oh, go ahead, Pat.
0: I was going to say the last scene with Rashida Jones and Mark Zuckerberg.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When
0: that I, I mean i don't know if her character is made up but she does her function seems to be quite artificial for yeah. the story
1: yeah and even her saying like you must really hate the winkle bosses like no <laughs> yeah. it, she, there, there's no a one in that role like would that. ever yeah. say that yeah.
2: um it also is kind of a bit she kind of tries to set him up as a bit redemptive at the end which i thought was kind of interesting yeah yes. you know? she's like you're not yes. an asshole mark you're just trying to be one and I, honestly, right. like, when you are watching, I wasn't sure how to take that. That was that was interesting. Like, why they kind of? Yeah. I mean, just put a nice button, you know, mm. the adding the friend. It's sort of the last yeah. scene, but th- that's an interesting. Which
1: I, I think I think also is like a Sorkinism, like try just making it very neat. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, like kind of looking at it as like a piece of writing as opposed to like right. a screenplay, which are different. They're different things, but yeah. But I, I think I enjoy it more if I and I'm able to like excuse those, which other people are not able to excuse. If I right. do look at the movie as like kind of a melodrama which yes. is totally like within the realm of possibility with Fincher because like Gone Girl which I don't think works nearly as well hmm, um, is also has a lot of melodramatic aspects to it and I think like that I don't know it just works in that aspect and in, in the same way that like to bring it back to Shakespeare <laughs> uh, you know like in, like, a Shakespearean play, like, they're not talking in the way that, like, people in the early modern period actually talked. Like, it is elevated because it is, yes. like, a piece of fiction and it is, like, entertainment. And I think that's, like, kind of how it functions. But I buy it a little bit more than I do when I'm watching, like, I mean, I've never watched an episode of the newsroom. I, I've watched clips of the newsroom that people share on leftist Twitter when they talk about how, you know, much of a live Aaron Sorkin is. But I get the idea. <laughs> not on Twitter, though, so. So, so it's so funny. It's so funny
0: you said heightened dialogue like kind of brings you in yeah. like it it illustrates the story I mean, yeah. reminds me of uh nut boys the heightened dialogue <laughs> and nut boys and um, the, the sort of exaggerated performances
2: I'm, to kind of I, you bring know the i'm audience glad this would be you said it because i was about media, to share it <laughs> if it wasn't about shameless self-promotion and
1: yes so i think we really is. brought
2: it had really brought it brought it all together right here Yes, um, basically is we're saying that boys as good as Aaron Storgins' dialogue, and David Fincher's directing. No, I, let's, just, let's not
1: say it's <laughs> some, as good. It's some have said different. some have said that it's even better. Some have said that it's even so better. It's, people are uh, people, yeah. people are saying. Yeah,
2: people are talking. We wouldn't, no. I wouldn't say that. Wait, wait. But other people. It's let shorter. Let
1: <laughs> Actually, it's I shorter. have. I have a, I, I wrote that quote down. I want to see who said it. Oh, it was Patrick Stanny. He was the one who said it. Oh, okay. him. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Don't know him. I didn't know we
2: were fact checking this. We are.
1: Let's let's talk about just really briefly um let's get like four or five minutes about the oscars
2: tell me I'll you go on this one I... <laughs> no rishi
1: you you go up. you mentioned the to me that i did but on, honestly on i
2: was prepared to come in with some some takes some hot mm. takes yeah um i kind of just so real quickly i think kind of going back to what john was talking about his experience watching me for the first time i think for me also this was this was around the same, the time I started to kind of get into like a contemporary film as being interested in like who yeah. the, the directors, hmm. the art behind it, you know, the next projects, you know, Oscars a little bit. Um, and yeah, I was prepared to come in with some hot The King speech takes. And then I yeah. had to make an admission and realize that I never finished watching The King's Speech.
1: Oh, so you don't have to. Don't, that movie yeah. fucking sucks. It fucking Ooh. sucks. Well, we'll just let, let we'll like John go on yeah. the hot takes yeah. here. Um, yeah. So for those yeah, of you so who don't know, <laughs> the, the Social Network very famously, infamously, uh, yeah. beat um, The King's Speech beat The Social Network um, at the 2011 Oscars uh, for Best Picture. And it's like kind of seen by a lot of people as like being very emblematic of the fact that like, The two types of movies that tend to win Oscars are, like, ones grounded in, like, historical, like, drama, and movies that are kind of, like, pushing the envelope in terms of, like, what is acceptable to talk about in movies, like, what movies can do, Um, and, yeah, and The King's Speech ended up winning, and a lot of people... We're not happy about it because they felt like the social network was the better movie. Well, who, the interesting- I just well, want to let Matt's mom know this is
2: John talking on the, on the Kingscoop <laughs> Slander, not me.
4: <laughs> yeah, we'll make that
1: very clear. Yeah, we'll make that very clear. Um, um, and to this day, is like actually it's like up there with like uh, Crash beating Brokeback Mountain as like oof. one of the biggest like Oscar snubs of all time.
0: Well, it's also one of the last harvey like pushes it's one of the yes. last like right oh a right. king yeah, yeah. harvey yeah so movie. he that British was kind of the, the 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 end of his like oscars reign of terror right i guess it really ended with the disaster artist i mean I,
2: the artist yeah <laughs> <laughs> Dude, right. Oh boy! This is a self-portrait. Oh <laughs> boy! Sorry. Um, the white claws. Yeah. Oh, the <laughs> white claws are taking the right, So we better get to that before we move on to the search. I have one. So I'm. I was prepared to agree with John Seg on this, and I think I still do. Mm. Um, but again, I, I did do some. Uh, I did some canvassing just to get some external opinions. So I got Please. one really good. Um, what's been termed a half-baked, you know, hot take counter on this, um, mm-hmm. and that's that the King's speech was actually good for the same reason that The Social Network was good. And um, that back at that time period, hearing the voice of your leader, you know, was really the only, through that medium of radio, which was relatively new, sure. was the only way you could know the world wasn't sure. falling apart. Um, and same as the social network, it totally, you know, transformed the way we communicate with, with one another. So I can't, I'm not taking credit for that idea. That's, mm. you know, again, people are saying this is a counter. Yeah. And I, I thought that was actually pretty interesting. It kind yeah. of bounced out of my, you know, my hot take outrage that as well, you know, at the same time. The social network is still just from a technical, craft, and artistic standpoint, and being relevant about something that would can you know dominate the next decade. I think was just it's the nexus of everything: the artistic merit, the entertainment merit, and sort of the thematic, you know, social merit of it.
0: Well, look at it like this: House of Cards is one of the most important TV shows of all time, just because it was a streaming exclusive.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Right, and House of Cards stylistically has owes pretty much everything to the social network
1: right so well, and it stars pat's favorite well. actor yeah. who <laughs> i said it stars pat's favorite actor he's also <laughs> a producer <laughs> of this social network he, he is i, I was watching really that i was like yoi um yeah
2: did you guys catch that Prince Albert cameo or actor in the isn't that the one who's involved with the really bad stuff going on? Is that
0: the same prince?
2: I am actually not sure because I'm not really up on the Is royal that... family or the really Oh, no, that's stats. Prince like, Andrew. That's Prince oh, okay. Andrew. So, oh, okay. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, okay, all good. Okay. Yeah. I was a little worried. I was like You, you, you could thank Twitter. Yeah, he was well, he was okay. Okay. You
1: can thank Twitter for that little tidbit of knowledge. Um He was okay. yeah, he
0: was flying yeah. the Lolita Express when the social <laughs> <Right>. network was <laughs> okay. I'm uh, just, yeah. that's a
1: bit everyone. Yeah. No, but Rishi, that's that's a really that's Thanks a really that's a really great uh, take and I really um, appreciate it. At the same time to be clear, the social network should I'm have wanted it out, but I know. I really appreciate <laughs> <Yeah>. it.
2: <laughs> so.
0: So so Rishi, I have a, I have a question. Yeah. You know me?
2: Sure.
0: You know John, you've been listening to the podcast. Who is Eduardo? Oh
2: no. And who is
1: be? Zuck?
2: All right, just from pure hair, John, you have the, the Eduardo <laughs> hairstyle going on right now. <laughs> All right,
1: okay, I'll take it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine, that. that's about a great question for me on the spot. Does yeah. this make me the Sean Parker of the situation? Or yeah, yeah. I don't know where this analogy yeah. is going. If Absolutely. you wanted
0: to, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're a homeless I, 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 genius.
2: <laughs> sure, we'll take the... <laughs> man, I just, I really can't, the, the friendship of you just, you know, we hear you guys talking on the podcast uh, every week or so, you guys put a podcast out, and I just I just can't imagine either of you betraying each other like that, I just I'm oh, sorry, um, that, that's a cop-out that's, answer, yeah. but I just yeah, I, mean, I can't well, see Well, that's, that's probably what I they would have said about yeah, We can't even,
0: we, we can't sue each other because there's nothing yeah, at stake. Yeah. I mean,
2: that's kind of the true. thing also. I'd be, no I'd, be money, suing,
0: so. I'd be suing John for his uh, tuition
1: stipend.
2: <laughs> yeah, he'd be, he'd be uh, He'll be <laughs> taking on your, your grad school debt if, uh <laughs>
3: Be, John will uh, just sue me suing for me my criterion
1: for, for my, my bookcase of, of poetry books. Uh, that's right behind me. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, so that's if fair. If
2: anyone's shares get diluted to 0.03%, like, please at least share your HBO and your criterion logons. Right. So. <laughs> right.
1: Well, luckily, uh, Rishi, you don't have to weigh in because um, we actually posed this question to some of our friends, some recurring guests on the podcast. Um about uh so for those of you who don't know the movie um essentially spoiler alert the movie ends (laughs) with mark zuckerberg um cheating eduardo his best friend that he founded the company with out of like his involvement in uh facebook um uh and in like a very conniving way um so we decided we would ask the question of if Pat and I were to be assigned like characters in the social network if this podcast if the movie were about this podcast instead of Facebook uh, who would be Mark the traitor and who would be Eduardo the betrayed Um, so to start things out we uh, heard from our friend Kyle Amato who is a previous guest on the podcast you can listen to him on the episode dedicated to best picture winners Um, And I should just say, this was all thrown together very, very last minute, so thank you to those folks who um, sent in some voice memos um, with their rationale. We have not listened to these yet, so these are totally cold listens, uh, and these are totally authentic reactions. So let's hear what uh, Kyle has to say.
3: Hi, John. It's Kyle. Uh, You just texted me about your Social Network episode. I've not revisited the film in a few years, but I really should, because I've been on a Fincher kick, rewatched Fight Club and Gone Girl, but anyway... Um, I am envisioning a scenario where you and Pat create some sort of like adult board game <laughs> or card games that like weird poly thirty two year olds play, and I think John would end up betraying Pat, but in a way where you can't like be that mad at him about it because someone like tricked him would oh. be like if Timberlake tricked John more so, and I think Pat would be pissed off but ultimately get it okay um i think that's about it that's just this is an area that appears in my head but uh have a nice record guys and uh i'll see you later
1: awesome yeah we should also say we did not give these people very much time to formulate these thoughts um but even with that that was a great that was a great uh great take from kyle um all right uh next up i believe we have lily or sarah um i can't see who's who's what but this is either lily or Sam. sarah Yes, this is Sarah.
4: So I've actually never met Pat. I just know him through John and the pod. Uh, so I want to be clear that my decision is not based in the particular deviousness on his part. Um, but I do think that John would be Eduardo. If for no other reason, then I think I could <laughs> imagine John uh, calling me and being like, Remember when I told you I gave my friend $1,000? Well now i've been cheated out of my shares of a multi-billion dollar company and i like <laughs> yeah yeah that checks out <laughs> Ouch. John, that was more than
2: diving on you than anything
1: <laughs> yeah look what can i say i'm a chump i am a chump um we should also say that sarah can be heard on the episode dedicated to uh castaway which um came out a couple episodes ago um All right. Next, I believe, is Lily Donahue, who you can hear on the episode dedicated to the filmography of Daniel Day-Lewis. So this is Lily. And Nutboys. And and Nutboys. And yes, you can can see her in Nutboys. Yes, absolutely.
4: Okay, let me start off by saying that um, I think both Pat and John- (laughs) Love a disclaimer. Have elements of Mark Zuckerberg (laughs) and Eduardo each. Um, I'll start by saying that I, I didn't know Patrick in high school, but something about a boy creating a web page to sort <laughs> women and an algorithm to expedite that, I think I could see a, a strapping 15-year-old Patrick um, maybe engaging in that kind of a website. Um, though credit where it's due, would never do so now. <laughs> oh, thank you, without Willie. can out, Pat, if you want. Well, good
2: thing John has said. Um,
4: all I really remember from this movie is that scene where Eduardo is dancing, kind of like a little <laughs> shuffle dance, and I think I can see both Pat and John with that kind of energy, <laughs> Uh, I would say John has a bit more of the Jesse Eisenberg oh, mannerisms.
3: Oh no, but
4: I mannerisms. think if I had to mm, the creation of a kind of political, I guess quite capitalistic, um pretty horrifying. <laughs> quite capitalistic uh, website and machine i think would go to pat making him mark zuckerberg oh, for god's sakes and by default you know. john is eduardo Hmm. yikes
2: uh,
0: all right Sorry. well thank you lily um i'm never casting you again <laughs> but uh it's been lovely knowing you um and uh i hope my mom takes back all the nice things she said about you um
3: All
1: right. Well, there you have it, folks. Um, That should be the be-all, end-all, but unfortunately it is not because we have uh, several more to work through. Um, Is it going to get better for either of us moving here on out? Who knows? Um, All right. So next we're going to move on to um, Leah Doctor, who is a good friend of mine uh, from Skidmore and someone who also knows Pat. As we went to the same college together, that was very notably not Harvard University. Um, So let's go ahead and listen to Leah's take on this.
5: I feel as though the logical answer here is that Pat would be the one to fuck over John. I think the only reason I think that, though, is because I could more easily picture Pat giving a fuck you to the Winklevoss twins
4: Mm. and
5: saying something dramatic and snarky. Like, if you were the inventors of this podcast, then you would have invented this podcast. (laughs) However, given John's history as a content creator, see the Ryan LeMay show and the titles of some of his Spotify playlists (laughs) and also just his history as a podcaster I think this would make him really power hungry Mm -hmm. and I think (laughs) he would actually fuck over Pat and I hope that's what happens in the movie remake of this scenario so that I can watch Pat say something crazy like he left his Prada and his hoodie and his fuck you flip-flops at the cleaners
1: (laughs) that was good good job Leah yeah wow wow honestly She's not wrong. She's not wrong. <laughs> I, I have it in me. As, despite the fact that I've been made to seem like a total pushover through most of these answers, uh, I do have it in me. Um, all right. Next, we're going to uh, hear from another Skidmore friend, uh, Julia Rakovsky, weigh in with her insights on this matter.
4: I think that John is more likely to be Eduardo and Pat is more likely to be Mark, simply because John... No offense, but you live your life by this "nice guys finish last" mentality. Oh, and
0: Jesus Christ!
4: Even though you're the good guy, perhaps it may not work out.
0: Wow, well thank you, Julia, for recording that underwater. <laughs> um but yes, I do agree with you that John
1: does have nice guys finish last yeah. energy. Look look, she's not wrong. And to tie it back to what we've talked about earlier, that is totally what led me to like this weird kinship with, you know, Mark for having been wronged by this girl and, you know, starting this company, which is totally misguided. So well,
2: I don't
1: yeah, want to no make this political, there. but did she just call you an incel? Oh <laughs> you know what that makes up for yeah everything all the indictments i've made against pat's character um i won't comment on it because this is going to be played in a court of law but uh i will just say well played rishi well played Um, i'm here to help Thank, thank you and we we love you for it um next up we have my friend from new hampshire my childhood friend adam hastings um who weighed in with this little piece of insight If a film was made about the podcast, Pat and John, on their best behavior, (laughs) a la The Social Network, uh, I believe that John LeMay would be portrayed as the betrayed and Pat (laughs) as the betrayer. Wow. Uh, I have known John for a long time, Mm -hmm. and he is a very uh, loyal person and friend. Uh, Pat, no offense. I don't know you personally at all, <laughs> except for uh, your role on the podcast. But you seem ambitious. And uh, oh yeah, well, he means handsome. World. He said ambitious, yeah. but he meant handsome. <laughs>
3: of course, get ahead
1: potentially at uh, at all costs, even if it meant uh, damaging relationships. So <laughs> sorry if that comes across as uh, as off putting or harsh. But uh, yeah, that's my answer. Hope it helps. <laughs> it, it doesn't helps. help but thank it, you it it helps in that it is a perfect encapsulation of the truth and that's what we're looking to get at here on this podcast yeah
0: i like how he said your role in the podcast what exactly would you think is my role <laughs> adam
1: um all right so we're going to round the corner into um So this is going to be a little strange because one of the people we will hear live on the podcast and the other person we will not hear live uh, as of this recording. But the first person up is uh, Ziggy Schulting, who um, you may know from the episode in which we talked about our favorite romantic movies um, with our ex-girlfriends. And Ziggy said this in response to this question.
5: Okay, so I believe that in this very difficult question... John would be Jesse Eisenberg and that would
1: be Hmm.
5: Andrew Garfield because I cannot see John possibly playing any role that Andrew Garfield (laughs) plays and also I think John is conniving and brilliant and quiet
2: and reserved (laughs) um,
5: and capable of great things and bad things and I think Patrick plays more of a genuine I think with Patrick it's a lot more what you see is what you get and that's why he would fall prey to something like betrayal from a friend yes I think that's it oh my oh.
0: god oh my god I Rishi can attest to this I have tears streaming down <laughs> my face wow thank you Ziggy as an only child I see yeah. you
1: yeah <laughs> Operator phrase is, what you see is what you get. And that captures it, my dear listener. Yeah, take that, Adam. <laughs> um, so, w- we have a promise from Sydney, Sydney Tennant, who was the other guest on that episode, um, dedicated to romantic movies discussed with our exes. Um, she is going to send it later on, uh, so we're going to insert it um, here, so we will not be able to respond to it in in uh, real time, but... Um, but Pat, do you have any predictions as to what Sydney is going to say?
0: Uh, well, I would hope she would say Justin Timberlake because that would imply <laughs> that she enjoyed dating me. But that's probably not the truth either. So, right. so
1: in reality, it's going to be like the, 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 the friend that doesn't even get any stakes in Facebook at all and is just a side character.
0: Yeah, she's like, yeah, you're uh, <laughs> Dustin Moskowitz. <laughs> <He> <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, right. You he actually won. Dustin, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Um, all right, well, you can see what the actual answer will be. Um, here is Sydney.
5: Happy to be back on the podcast. Um, it's been a really long time since I watched The Social Network, so that's how I'm going to preface this. But I do think that... LeMay would be Zuckerberg, and Pat would be Andrew Garfield's character. I'm not even sure what his name is. Um, it was a toss-up, but I'm really picturing the scene where uh, Andrew Garfield's character like storms into Facebook and like throws Mark Zuckerberg's laptop um, after Zuckerberg betrays him, which I don't think is in is characteristic of either of the guys. Um, But I do think if anybody was going to drop out of college uh, to pursue some kind of niche thing, I think it would be LeMay. So that's my final answer.
1: Thanks, Sydney. We don't know what you said, but we really appreciate it either way. Yeah. And finally, rounding it out, is our guest, Ali Hoback, who appeared on the episode dedicated to The Chicks, formerly known as the Dixie Chicks, and she, she may say this, she has not actually seen the movie, but she was very willing to weigh in with her answer, which she is very qualified to give as someone who has been a guest on this podcast and is all too aware of the dynamic that exists between Pat and me. Um, And here's what Allie has to say.
5: Okay, so John is Eduardo because, one, the hair, two... (laughs) Like as punk rock as John thinks he is, like absolute goody two shoes um, in in my book, wow, <laughs> um, and then um Pat is totally mark because like, um, I don't know, like like, I love you, Pat, but I get this like this like kn- conniving sort of like mm. um oh. like slight like ooh, don't trust him he's got he's got a little something a no. little something going on, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to be scathing, and also I think that John does a lot of like the back endy stuff, and like Pat is like the face of the pod. Um, so like that—that that for me is also part of it.
2: Wow! Wow! Spot the it, line. It's funny.
0: It's funny that she said the face of the pod when you can't see our faces when people listen they to this. Right? It's yeah. Radio. That's true. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah, but your name is first. Um, which you know I have had some thoughts about that, but. I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna hold off on that. <laughs> you know, because that's apparently the thing that I do because I'm just a goody two shoes who let people walk all over them. So Who
0: thinks he's punk rock?
1: <laughs> who thinks he's punk rock, yeah. Wow, yeah. It's funny because Pat and I do these segments because we are, at the end of the day, like incredibly egocentrical and egomaniacal. But we always come out <laughs> the other end, just completely destroyed um, by the people that we put up to these yeah. tasks. Com- completely so, soft, completely yeah, like gooey centered. Yeah, we're gonna be bouncing back from this for the rest of the week. Um, but, uh, to be, to be sincere, if you can imagine, uh, we, this podcast very much is a communal experience in that it is not just about Pat and I relating to one another, um, but it's also about, uh, our friends and the people who listen. So we do appreciate, uh, the people who, who weighed in, um, some of them were people we reached out to via text and some responded over Instagram. Uh, so regardless, we appreciate, um, everyone sharing their, uh, very varied interpretations of pat and my personalities
0: yeah thank you guys um uh i believe that's called listener engagement john
1: it is it is yeah which you learn all about or you've you learned all about pat as because you're you're in the industry now and you're learning all about it
0: yeah um and if you guys want signed business cards you can dm me um but only after you've watched but only after you've watched nut boys a thousand times Um, yeah
1: right right exactly exactly Um, Rishi where can we find you on the internet if you so desire to be found
2: oh that's a great question Um, yeah I should do a better job of promoting my uh, I guess you can find me on Instagram Mm -hmm. um, and LinkedIn if you are the more professional persuasion no no
0: give the other L social media app
1: oh
2: yeah yeah
0: you're one of the OGs of Letterboxd. Oh, yeah. Support people yeah, to so hop on the Letterboxd. Right. Yeah,
2: I am a Letterboxd OG. So yeah, follow me on Instagram and follow me on Letterboxd. On Letterboxd, I S H I. And Instagram at Rishi Viper. And also follow Malhari Media on Instagram, um, for you know, the next nut boys and all future content.
1: Yeah. There we go. We will include uh, links to all of those in the show notes. And most importantly, um, friend all of us on Facebook
2: you know or don't like whatever you're comfortable <laughs> with
1: <laughs> I mean it's topical and we are conducting this phone call via Facebook Messenger so we need to we need to pay homage to um, you know our viceroy and Lord Mark Zuckerberg
0: Thanks Zuck. I Thank you. I feel you with the uh, the Suntan lotion because I, I I do get burned like that as well so I yeah. get it I get it
1: yeah that's real representation at the end of the day and on that note uh, all right <laughs> thank you rishi uh thank you thank pat you, yeah, and thanks thanks thank you us. to the listener thanks guys bye-bye